Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 8, Episode 9 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Go Ask Alice. Our IMDb user synopsis is, A high school principal has a strict rule about people visiting the school unless they are the parents. Eric talks to her about a family wanting an exception, which then leads the school board investigating the principal. What was your first impression of this episode? Um, I actually really liked this episode, and I think it was because this was what Seventh Heaven is about at its core, which is confronting issues of the real world head on and kind of like devoting the entire episode to it versus what it, like what it has been doing recently, which is like shoehorning it in like in the last five, like five to ten minutes. Um, so I did enjoy it. It was. I will say this, that, like, Seventh Heaven usually shies away from a lot of words. Um, thankfully, in this, they did say sexual abuse a couple of times, but, like, it was very much, they just kept on calling it abuse um, when the episode was about, like, a pedophile and what he had done to his children. Um, so, yeah, it was a very serious episode. It ended with uh, the card that had... Like, Child Help yeah. USA, like a basically an organization that helps um, like children who are being like sexually abused. Um, so yeah, I it was a very poignant episode. I think the only like gripe I have with it is that they tried to put in a side plot with Martin and Cecilia, which really didn't belong in this episode. Um, that had to do a lot with like not judging someone without getting to know them. But then the rest of this, the episode was about sexual abuse. Yeah, so it didn't mix well I don't think um but yeah I yeah no I think this was this was what I think this is why I think Seventh Heaven was successful at its core was episodes like this yeah okay so we will get into the cold open um I honestly forgot what happened in the cold open. Um, so, oh, wait, we learned. Yeah, okay, go on. Um, so it's the Rev meeting with Principal Jones, and we see that she's a very blunt, abrupt woman with the Rev, isn't kind of charmed by the Rev as everybody else in Glen Oak seems to be. And it's because the Millers uh, want their son Griffith to be able to park in the school parking lot to pick up Alice, their daughter. But there's a school policy that says only students are allowed in the school parking lot. Um, and she's very dismissive of the rev and the other thing we get in the storyline is that uh, in this in the cold open is uh, principal jones um interacting with martin and that martin really likes principal jones because she's very fair there's no school stabbings um she doesn't treat the athletes any different from the rest of the student body so he doesn't feel like guilty and the last thing in this is that a random student goes up to the Rev and is like, there's something fishy about that kid, and there's something fishy about that principal. There, he's a spy. <laughs> I know, it's not even like this. they're suggesting they're having a sexual relationship. It's like, Martin is a spy, naturally. Yeah, so that's it. And that kind of fuels the rest of the episode. So obviously the main storyline is going to deal with the Millers, but first we want to talk about Martin and Cecilia. Um, so they have a very stupid storyline in which, of course, all of the students at the school believe that Martin is a spy who was brought in from a different school just to help the baseball team and that 
they're using him to fire the current baseball coach for some reason. Like, I don't know, if Martin doesn't like the baseball coach, he's going to get fired. Or so all the kids think. Um, Everything, like, keeps... It's, it's you know, the rumor mill, how, like, you say one sentence and it turns into something completely it's different. It's like a game of under- telephone. Right. So, like, at first it's like, oh, Martin is actually 20 years old. Or he's actually a senior. And then he en- it ends up being that he's 20 years old. And then there's one where, like... Um, yeah, he's spying on the students to get information about drug people and people that are late. And then, yeah, also, like, they kicked out a different kid to put him into the sports team because she needs them to go into the championships or something. Yeah, Just all this bullshit. And basically the thing is that these random kids keep, kids keep on going up to people and talking about Martin. And Cecilia starts to believe that something's up, that maybe he's lying to her. And that is basically the storyline. Cecilia feeling like, oh, maybe I don't know Martin as well as I thought. And Martin being like, okay, let's slow down. And then Cecilia being, like, apologizing, being like, I shouldn't have believed all these people. Yeah. Because Martin isn't like this. Like, Martin's good. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We have a nice moment between Ruthie and and Cecilia as well, where... Where, which is where Martin hears this rumor about himself from, like in the context of Cecilia possibly believing it. So when he overhears that, he's all angry at Cecilia. Um, uh, yeah, and so, like Cecilia's kind of upset with Ruthie for speaking the truth, and Ruthie's like realizing that maybe she shouldn't have said what she said. There's, like, it's... it's everybody's re- mad at each other. Yeah, and then at the end, it's not. Like, everybody's okay with each other. Um, what really is the main storyline is... Well, Principal Jones and the things circulating around her and the Millers. Um, as we said, as I said earlier, that Martin storyline really wasn't, shouldn't have been part of this episode at all. It is very far removed from all the rest of it. Um, yeah. So to understand what's going on with the main storyline, I don't know. I felt like this was kind of like an episode of Law and Order a little bit. You had a lot of, I feel like you had a lot of Mr. X. At first you were like thinking that Griffith, Griffith was the guy who was doing something wrong. And then you then there's some police conspiracy stuff going on, and then it goes to like what's actually happening. So, um, I guess it starts out with the fact that we're led to believe that Principal Jones is not a good principal. Um, Lucy calls her a witch, which automatically tells you that we're wrong <laughs> for thinking that because if Lucy believes something, it's usually wrong. And this is kind of something I wanted to quickly mention about the Kevin Lucy dynamic that I really appreciate. Lucy has been known to, like, kind of stretch the truth or, like, be very judgmental and call people names and kind of, like, get in, get reeled into gossip. But Kevin always kind of, like, pulls her back into reality. Because Kevin doesn't like gossip. Yeah, which is a, a thing. He's, he's just repeated that a bunch <laughs> of times, so I have to believe it about him. Um, and we learn that, as I said earlier, um, Alice is a student at the school, and they want, and the parents want Griffith to be the one to pick them, pick her up. But the but they want him like instead of having him wait outside of the parking lot, they want him to be able to drive right onto the campus of the school, um, which is against the school policy. So um, the next thing I think we see is Kevin and Roxanne seeing Griffith in the parking lot. Yeah, and they basically just ask him to move along. He says, "Am I breaking any laws?" They're like, "No." 
And then Miss Jones is like, I think Griffith was just about to leave anyway. And he was like, okay, yeah, I was about to leave. <laughs> even though he just told Kevin that he wasn't going to leave. Um, Roxanne does some great police work in that she writes down the license plate number on her hand instead of in the notebook that she has. Uh, and then looks up the license plate and says, if somebody's breaking one rule, it means they're breaking a bunch of rules. So at this point, we're led to believe Griffith is the one doing something wrong. And while this is happening, um, we see Alice for the first time, who is like meant to be the protagonist of this episode, but we don't see her until at least 25 to 30 minutes in. Um, and she is ready to talk to Principal Jones about what is happening. What's going on with her family, yeah. Um, so the next thing you know, we find out that... Um, so Kevin, so Kevin and uh, Roxanne are basically questioning Griffith at the police station, and um, Alice goes missing, and she goes missing with Miss Jones. So everyone's like, "I knew that principal was up to something. She's a creep. Where'd she go with my daughter?" Oh, before we get more into this, I just want to talk about this one scene that happens in the church, which was the most frustrating thing ever. Um, so the yeah. backdrop of this is that. A lot of the parents are complaining to the school board and to the Rev about about Mrs. Miller, the principal. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Miss Jones, the principal. And their complaints are why I hate people. Yeah, they're like, she gets her hair cut at a barber. And men are supposed to get their hair cuts at barbers, but women are supposed to go to salons. And this other woman is like, my daughter has hypoglycemia, so she needs to leave school to get lunch. And then, you know, this other woman is like, and my daughter is her daughter's friend, <laughs> so they both need to leave school to get lunch. Um, and, yeah, it's just like a bunch of parents with one-sided stories, and um, it's very clear that, like, everybody's kind of, cir- everything's circling in on Principal Jones. Um, we next see Principal Jones with Alice at... I'm assuming this is the university, right? I guess. Because that's where... Well, where are they? Because that's where they run into Lucy. Yeah, and I Lucy, guess they're at the university. I don't... It's, it, I think it's a university medical center was the sign I read. Oh, okay. So they run into Lucy somehow. Yeah, and Lucy is like, uh, something's going on here. And Principal Jones is like, please keep your mouth shut. And we assume that they have some sort of scene where Lucy realizes that she's been wrong about the principal all along. Um, and it's such, it's, it's, I don't even know how to describe this because it's so like police drama. Next thing you know, you're at the school and they're questioning the father, Mr. Miller, who is apparently lying. And they're questioning Mrs. Miller, who's a drunk. Yeah. Well, Um, they don't really question her yet. I mean, she just kind of shows up at the end. Um, but the Rev and Sergeant... No, Detective Michaels. Detective Michaels. Michaels. Kind of figure out that something's up, that this guy is lying. And then we have Lucy home with Kevin, and she is now aiding and abetting Miss Jones. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's hiding out in their garage apartment. With Alice. Um, like a creep. Yeah. And she, and Lucy, and Kevin's like, you're married to a cop. You can't do this. Uh it, okay, and then we figure out what's actually happening, finally, when Child Protective Services comes to the school and arrests Mr. Miller. 
Yeah. And it's all revealed when Griffith, Griffith steps forward and he goes he delivers this like long monologue about basically just alluding to the fact that he's been being abused for years by his father and that he had no idea that he was also the father was also abusing Alice and that he's just happy that the father is getting what's coming to him. Yeah, um, there's just, so, like, a lot of the things that we didn't mention in this is just, like, things like, he's been sleeping in the car this entire time, because he doesn't want to be home, Griffith, um, that Mr. Miller is connected to the police chief because he's funding the police chief's campaign, which is why they can't look into Mr. Miller, it's, like, all this other corruption. stuff. Corruption. Yeah, corruption is just, like, <clears throat> is, like, just said mildly. Sex, lies, and scandal. Yeah, um... But we really get into, I guess, what the what the crux of this episode is in the last, I want to say, ten minutes, when we have the Rev talking to Griffith, and basically Griffith thinking that everything that happened to Alice is his fault. And then we have Alice, uh, Greta, the social worker, and... Um, Her, and Alice's mother. Trying to figure out where Alice is going to go next. Um, just of another quick thing before we get into, like, this part of the episode... Um, we find out that Mr. Miller paid the parents that complained to the Rev about the kids. Right, and I just was, I said this while we were watching it, though. It's, like, so ridiculous how fucked up people are, and they're willing to mess with people's, like, jobs and livelihoods for, like, a hundred bucks. And they're, like, willing, they're, like, we all just want this woman gone. And I'm, like, well, she's not doing anything wrong. She's just doing her job. Yeah, you find out that the reason that she can't let the two girls go off campus is because they're they want boys, or the like. It doesn't matter that she's going to a barber shop, or the reason she's forcing this kid to go take Spanish is because he might relate to the teacher. Like, it's all like very good reasons, and you know that she's a good principal. And I actually do really like her character because she very, like, accurately says to the Rev, "I'm not one of your victims. Like, I can very much take care of myself," and she's very in charge of her own destiny beautiful um but yeah there's like chandler just needs to be in the episode just for a scene where he gives this woman like this woman who complained about the barbershop a hundred dollars only to find out she's lying about needing shoes for her her son she just wants the money and yeah so this kind of leads into the conversation with the counselor from child protective services uh alice and her mother um they're bouncing around ideas of where Alice is going to go ne- next and they kind of land on like foster care and they talk to basically they're like, well, Alice's mother, you were complicit in all of this. So you need to go to treatment and you're an alcoholic and you drank to ignore your family's problems. So you need to go get help too. Apparently she's a victim herself. Her father sexually abused her. And now... It's just the cycle it's of the cycle, yeah. Um, I thought this scene was quite strong because it was very nice to have Alice confront her mother. And she was very much like, I can't go back with you. I'd rather go with a family I don't know than with someone that I know will let me get hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was really poignant. And it was... We, we had some good dialogue between the Rev and Griffith where... Griffith was like, it's all my fault that Alice, like, that this happened to Alice. I could have stopped it. Um, you know, like, and another thing being like, I don't want people to know. They're going to think I asked for it. It was my fault. But I really like the Rev's kind of 
no, it isn't. And, you know, this, um, he was very good with Griffith and, and it was very good with Alice as well. And then the nice kind of camaraderie between brother and sister and how they were there for each other at the end. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what would you rate this episode? I think this was very well done, um, for what it was. So I'm going to give this a five. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. Um, I think there was intrigue. Yeah. Um, I think they waited a little bit too long to get us interested in Alice, though. Yes, yes. Um, Oh, speaking of, Go Ask Alice is actually a name of a book, which is based on, I think it's like a a diary of a drug addict. Yes. So it it was weird for them to use that as the title for this episode. Yeah. Well, they did. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you would like to continue listening to us, we have new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday at soundcloud.com slash CamdenCast on the Apple iTunes podcast app and on Stitcher. You can follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at CamdenCastShow. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is CamdenCast. Cast.